It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio.
Welcome everybody on a Thursday afternoon. We're glad that you are here for the Rosalind Kotcher show, holistic coach, healer, um, and she, you can contact her um, at her websites, Facebook, all that is listed right here on the show page. The links are right there uh, for you to contact uh, Rosalind, and she's here each week. And uh, let's let's bring her on the show for another great show. Welcome back. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Michael. How are you? Hello. Doing good. How about yourself? How are you doing? I am fine. We are blessed in Florida. It's cold, but it's sunny, so it's okay. <laughs> yes, nice. Pretty warm, right, compared to the rest of us? Yes. <laughs> it's warm for you. No, no, it's cold here, but it's it's oh. got to be somewhat warm in Florida, right? Well, it's very surprising this year. It's the first time I wear a jacket. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> First anyway, for everything. As you say, we are yes. blessed. Yes. Okay, is it the sixth or the seventh show or the fifth? I don't even know anymore. I believe it's the sixth. The sixth, okay. Hmm. So, as you said, I am a holistic life coach. In Paris, I was a clinical psychologist for 30 years. And in America, I... Um, Discovered energy healing, so I became a Reiki master, quantum touch practitioner, and I use emotional freedom technique, EFT, and I'm also a hypnotherapist. So all these things put together allow me to work on mind, body, spirit, conscious and unconscious. So changes are done very quickly, surprisingly. So... The only thing that's careful is when I say I'm a hypnotherapist because they really think I'm going to take control of them and they are terrified. The idea is not to take control of anyone. It's to help them take control of themselves. And if they were in control of themselves, they wouldn't need me to help them doing so with hypnosis. Anyway, I was wondering about what I was going to talk today and I thought maybe stress, anxiety, even depression. And then I walked away from this topic because I thought maybe it's smarter to talk about the origin of the stress, anxiety, and the depression and uh, explain what is communication because that's what keeps us alive, keep our relationship alive and help us feel good generally in our lives because when we have good relationships, of course, the sun is shining and everything is good. So, of course, if I say, let's see how you can make your communication more effective, people are going to laugh because they think I'm communicating since I'm born and, of course, I know how to do it. And the second thought that will come to your mind is to say, if I want to prepare an interview, if I want to prepare a presentation, what am I going to focus on? On what am I going to say? So all your energy will be 
how to structure the message, what words to say, and um, what am I going to say? This is a question. In fact, to tell you the truth, when I started the radio shows, I was telling myself, what the hell am I going to talk about? There are so many things to talk about. But the fact is communication, it's not about the message itself. It sounds ridiculous to say this, but I think now more and more people know that the words we use are only 7% of the effect of our communication. So you realize that 7% is almost nothing. And you may wonder where are the other uh, 93%? Well, they are in two important things to which we don't always pay attention. Some people do, some people don't. And we don't always pay attention anyway. So what are these things? The first one, and this you are experiencing right now, it's the tone of my voice. It's the volume of my voice. It's the rhythm I am having when I speak. Do I speak slowly? Do I speak quickly? Do I give time to every listener to integrate what I am saying? Am I being very monotonous? Am I being loud? Am I being too low? So the tone of the voice is so important. In fact, if you don't know someone, you never met him, when you have him the first time on the phone, you already know how you connect to each other. And smart communicators say that when you speak to someone, of course I can do it here because, Michael, you are not speaking to me, are you? (laughs) So if you would be talking to me, and I am a good communicator, I would match your style. Well, your style is... um, um, you tell me, Michael, how is your style? <laughs> how how you is voice? Yeah, how is your voice? How would you characterize the way you speak? How would I characterize the way I speak? I don't... Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think you have a voice that is very warm oh, and yes. very deep. So, in <sighs> fact, it's a very good radio because you right. are not, you know, like a soprano. You are rather like an alto, a baritone. And uh, it's a soothing voice, in fact. Mm-hmm. And if I... If, yes. And you see, when you speak, you don't rush. And you leave silence between a moment when you are speaking or you are not speaking. And silence is very important in communication. We are all of silence that we need sometime in a conversation just make a small pause that someone has time to integrate what we are saying. 
So the voice is really an expression of how we are concerned with the people who are listening. If I am speaking for myself, I will speak differently from when I am speaking to one person or when I am speaking to a group or when I am speaking on the radio. I don't know who is listening. So I know that, and you probably experienced it so many times, someone can say the same sentence and you will take it very well, and someone else will say the same sentence and you will be upset. So it all depends how you say it. If you say, for instance, oh, welcome to the show, and if you say, you are welcome to this show, you are so welcome to this show, it all depends how you are saying it, so the words are not going to have the same meaning. And from the way you are saying it, your person to whom you are speaking is, um, how you say, she is uh, imagining what is your attitude. So this is the second part of the puzzle. The words are a very small part. The voice is a very big part. It's 35 or 37%. And all the rest is the attitude. So there are two kinds of attitudes. There is one kind you cannot see because I am on the radio. You cannot see my face. You cannot see how I look at you. You cannot see if I smile or not. But you can feel it. You cannot see if I'm sitting up straight or if I'm very relaxed, you cannot see if I'm doing gesture or not. So all these things you cannot have on the radio and you do have them on TV. But there is another kind of attitude. So in fact, when you, we start speaking, maybe from the first one or two minutes, you can already know what is the attitude of the person who is speaking? So I know, for instance, when someone calls to make an appointment, the voice is hesitant, and they speak very slowly as if they are thinking about what they are saying. So it's not... Uh, I understand that the person is somehow having a struggle. Am I going there? And what am I going to do there? So this is one way. And if it's a telemarketer, I know it's really like a bulldozer. They start right away and they will talk very quickly because they are afraid you would interrupt them. So you know exactly what the attitude is. Someone is coming to you up front, if someone is coming to you respectfully, or if someone is coming to you because this person wants to crush it, if you see what I mean. So the attitude we have toward others, it's much more important than what we are saying. So, all right. This is one thing I wanted to point out because I, I hope that you will take from this then when you speak to someone, you will remember it's not important 
what you are saying is so much more important how you are saying it. That's one thing. If you keep this in mind, you already learn something so important or remember something so important. The second thing I would like to talk about in communication is that when we communicate together, there are, it's an interaction. It's something between two people or a person and a group. Anyway, it's between one and the other. So there is an interaction. Uh, the interaction is supposed to create a relationship. It's supposed to help connect. And I don't know if you remember when I talked about being happy and I said being happy is make peace with yourself and others. And I explained that the worst position to be is to think that the other person has no value and you as well. So if you really think the other person, person has no value and you as well, why, why should you even try to communicate, you know? So whatever you will say, we say it in such a way that, of course, it won't be heard. And the second thing is, in this interaction, you may think that you are better than the other person. Then you will talk for yourself. You will use only uh, some kind of uh, esoteric uh, language. You will do very long sentences, and you will have a tone of voice that is, I am teaching you now. Of course, this kind of communication, in the long run, it is very irritating, and that's what we generally had in school. The teacher had to teach, so he was the one who knows, and you are the one who don't know, and you just keep quiet and listen. And most of the time, you stop listening. The other way to communicate is, of course, to think that what I'm saying is worth being said. So if it's worth being said, I am thinking about it. Maybe someone else is interested in hearing it. So I will be respectful of the person in front of me and I will try to do my best to make what I'm saying as clear as possible and I will be as present as possible to what I'm saying so that maybe I am hurt. This is a way of looking at it. There is another way of looking at it. It's an interaction, but it's a relationship. And all our life we have relationships. And again, there are three modes of relationship. It is acceptance, rejection, and denial. What is the worst of the three? You may think it's rejection, because we think, of course, of people being abused, and this is so terrible. But... Uh, Research and facts prove that the worst is not rejection. 
we are all afraid of rejection, abandonment, etc. But the worst situation is denial. What does it mean, denial? It means that your environment, the people you talk to, continue saying what they are saying and doing what they are doing if, as if, you were not there. For instance, there is a classroom, you go in and out, and no one pays attention. You try to say something, and the teacher continues as if you said nothing. You are in a group, you give your opinion, and it doesn't matter. The decision is made without you. This is denial. And denial is the worst situation you can live ever. It's someone, you know, someone who is in living denial thinks he is invisible, he's transparent, it does not exist. And this is the lowest, lowest, lowest situation in relationships. You do not exist. If someone doesn't agree with you, you can think it's rejection, you can think it's confrontation, but it's okay because you're still having a contact. You are in connection with this person. But if you are in denial, this is the worst thing. For instance, when a couple split, imagine one of them is trying to write to the other. The worst situation is not an answer which is insulting, so on and so on. The worst thing is no answer. Okay, so what is the best uh, situation in a relationship? Of course, it is acceptance. And what are the conditions so that a communication works well? Well, I would say that two people can communicate if there is a will from each of them to communicate. If someone is not interested and doesn't want to hear what you have to say, it's no use trying to talk to him until he wants to listen. I lived this situation maybe once or twice. I used to be a teacher, and I came into my classroom, and generally I am always interactive with my students. I ask questions, they answer, etc. And uh, there was one day I didn't get any response, and I was wondering what's going on. So I couldn't continue teaching anything or doing a class until I said, what's going on? So they had a problem with the management of the school. There was a crisis, etc. So we could talk about what was going on, and only then we could talk about something else. It also happened to me once I was in a, consult- in a consulting in a company, and uh, we were doing our training, and there was something going on. There was some kind of a blockage, and then again I stopped and I said, what's going on? They had a problem with their, you know, the hours they do over hours, over time, uh, there was a problem because they were going not to be paid or anyway, there was an issue. So if someone doesn't listen to you, 
don't repeat because what you repeat is the same thing. It doesn't help. You need to stop and question what is going in the relationship. Because until you address the issue the other person has, you cannot talk about anything else. So this is the first thing. If there is a will to communicate from both parties, even if they don't speak the same language, they will find a way. Um, The second thing, and this may seem a little too much, but when we communicate, in fact, it's not just to agree together on one thing. It is we are coming from different positions. And we have different views, and this is what makes any communication interesting and worthwhile, is that when we are open to hear what the other one is saying, it means we are open to make a change in the way we look at the situation so that we can meet and have an agreement. So... These two things are very, very important because if you want to talk to someone who doesn't want to talk, it is a loss of time. For instance, you are in the elevator with someone. There are people who will smile and talk, and then, of course, you can have an interaction, and it's pleasant for everybody. But if you are in the elevator and the person is focused on her phone and trying to text or do something. Don't try and even say hello. This person is telling you by her attitude at what she is doing that she doesn't want to be in communication. So she is communicating a message that is, I don't want to communicate. It's the same thing when you are in a waiting room at a doctor. There are people who are in their magazine and they will not lift their head up to see who is around. So it says, don't talk to me. I don't want to be in communication with you. If in this situation, of course, don't try. Now, these two... Examples are examples where you don't care at all about what's going on. Imagine it's your son, your daughter, or your spouse. Okay. Take the other situation when you really care about the other person and you really want this person to hear what you are saying because it is so important to you to communicate. So let me give you a tip. You say nothing until you listen to what the other person said. And when you listen, you let the other person know what you understood from what she said. And you don't say anything until this person agrees on what you understood from what she said. So the key to communication Contrarily to what people think is what you say, no. The key to communication, it is how you listen and how 
you at that person in front of you. So listen, understand, let the person know what you understood, get to an agreement, and then, only then, you can explain how you see things and maybe change your way of looking at things as well. So why is it so important to communicate? Because if we don't communicate, we are isolated and we do not exist. Somehow, our existence is all the relationships we have with the outside world. And how do we grow by having better, more open relationships with the outside world? All right. So you said I have still one minute? Uh, it's like 30 seconds. we got to say goodbyes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in 30 seconds, I just want to remind you that I have a website. It's www.lifecoachenergyhealer.com. Don't lifecoach-energyhealer.com. If you have any questions, you can call me. Nine five four nine nine zero eight one nine two. I will give you a brief call to help you, and it will be, of course, a free first call. And if you want to have a written answer, email me arkenergyhealer at gmail dot com. Have a great weekend. Take care of yourself, and do your best to feel good. All right. All right. Thank you very much, Rosalind Cotter. Uh, great show. we got six seconds, so goodbye to everybody. Thanks for listening. Have a great afternoon. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.